she possessed, she made her way toward the shard of light that marked the library door. The hallucinations intensified. Strange creatures pulsed behind the reflective surfaces of the antique looking glasses that surrounded her. They beckoned her to join them. Not yet. She set her teeth and concentrated on putting one foot in front of the other. She dared not look directly into any of the old dark mirrors for fear that she would be sucked into the world on the other side. It was not that she was afraid to go there. It was just that she knew she had to stay in this universe for a few more minutes. She owed that much to Deacon Thomas. Bethany, Bethany, you're you're ill, Bethany. Bethany. Let Let me help you. The killer was in the hallway behind her. Not much longer now, Bethany. The hallucinations must be terrible. But soon you'll sleep, and then it will all be over. She focused intently on the triangle of moonlight. The glowing lines drew her and calmed her. The mathematical purity of the moonlit angles was a strong, if temporary, antidote to the hallucinations. She reached the fourth door, went through it, and paused in the middle of an aisle of books trying to think. There was a small office in here somewhere, and inside the office there was a book. She had been looking at it just this afternoon— It was a very important book because it contained a picture of her killer. She had to mark the picture for Deke and Thomas. The shelves of books around her curved and warped themselves into a maze. Gathering her waning strength, she staggered through the twisting corridors to the office. The little book was lying on the desk, just as she remembered. She got it open and stared helplessly at the first page. The picture was here somewhere— She had to find it quickly. The killer was halfway down the hall. She turned pages, taking refuge once more in the comfort of numbers. Seventy-nine, eighty, eighty-one. There it was, a picture of the killer. There was a pen next to the book. After three attempts, she finally managed to pick it up. She was beyond being able to write a name, but she had enough eye-hand coordination left to draw a shaky circle around the picture on page 81. She paused when she finished, concentrating hard. There was something else she wanted to do just to make sure Deke and Thomas understood. The envelope, please. She smiled with satisfaction as the memory blazed clearly in the fog of her thoughts. The envelope was in the purse draped over her shoulder. She got it out, managed to slip it inside the book. Now what? Hide the book and the envelope. She could not risk having the killer discover them. I know where you are, Bethany. Did you think you could hide in the library? She looked around, searching for a place in which to conceal the book and the envelope. The large, old-fashioned wooden card catalog stood against one wall, the rows of little drawers neatly organized in lovely straight lines. Perfect. Mirror, mirror, on the wall, the killer chanted from the door of the library. Who is the smartest one of all? Not you, Bethany. Not Sebastian Eubanks, either. I'm the smartest one of all, Bethany. She ignored the taunting and wedged the book with the envelope inside into the hiding place. Deacon Thomas would find it sooner or later. It was done. A sense of peace flowed through her. She had completed the task. She could sleep now. She turned around, clutching the desk for support. 
The killer came to stand silhouetted in the office doorway. I am the smartest one of all, Bethany. Bethany Walker did not respond. She closed her eyes and slipped into a peaceful world on the other side of the looking glass, where the laws of mathematics reigned supreme and everything made sense. Chapter One The Present A shifting of the light reflected in the mirror above the dresser was the only warning she had that she was not alone in the dead woman's apartment. Her hands went cold. The fine hair on the nape of her neck stirred as if she had been zapped with an electrical charge. Leonora straightened swiftly from the drawer she had been searching and spun around, a soft, pale, pink cashmere sweater in her hands. Two junkyard dogs stood in the doorway of the bedroom. One of them was human. His broad shoulders filled a lot of the available space and cut off the view of the hall behind him.